I think that's an untapped market. Yeah. yeah Especially definitely. during the pandemic. Yeah. And we could get payment in wool. <laughs> like, this is like win-win for everyone. It's, it's, it's <laughs> wool is the new Bitcoin. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's actually useful. You can do something with it. Yeah. 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 Which kind of makes it more like gold because it actually has a, a, a value. Oh, well. Of sorts. Of sorts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You can put wool into practical use like almost yeah. instantly. We're at Yolk, uh, co-working in Krakow. This is Yolk's accidental podcast. Uh, I'm your host today, Michal, and uh, our very special guest today is is Adam. Um, can you introduce yourself a little bit better than I did right there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can, but um, uh, hi, my name is Adam. I'm uh, 35. I've been doing a lot of things in my life. Currently, for the past five years, I've been mentoring people mm-hmm. on various subjects. That's my, uh, let's say, core calling. And uh, when it comes to other things, they are not very clear yet, so I wouldn't speak of them so far. Um, I'm, I was born and raised in Warsaw. Um, I come from... Uh, a full family, if I can say it like that, because many people come home come uh, from uh, difficult uh, relationships of of parents who split and so on. And I mm. understand that it's uh, it's a complicated thing. As we grow older, we understand them more or not. Um, but as you can see, I'm not very good at talking about myself. I always tend to drift away from it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Today you are you you are passing through town and, and you you message me and, and you kind of said hey me how can I stop by Yolk something like that and I said of course of course because uh, we met on Clubhouse the app yeah. the application uh, somehow randomly and it's and it's kind of nice to to see you that's sort of where we met and uh, and and now you're here live in the flesh and uh, we got to meet today we got to talk a little bit and uh, you heard that we were recording a few podcasts. And you said, oh, I, I have a topic that I would like to, to talk about on the podcast. Sure, sure. Like we had this random conversation in the kitchen and uh, the topic of mental health popped out, which mm-hmm. I believe is extremely important, not even in a context of pandemic, but in general, because it's been demonized for decades. And mm. um, I don't know how it is abroad because I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in Poland, so um, I want to say is in Poland for decades the concept of depression was something uh, unbearable for the mm. society. Hopefully, it's changing, um, and the awareness of mental issues is becoming um, present. Let's say because um, if you think about it, like mental health is the same thing like your physical health. Ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, well. Maybe not exactly the same, but you can treat yourself the way you treat your body, you can treat your mind. And what I want to say by that is that um, there is this guy, I <laughs> actually his name is Guy, Guy Ritchie. Mm. Uh, I came upon uh, somewhere over a TED Talk or something like that, and he's talking about emotional first aid and emotional hygiene. Mm. So it seems that like we brush our teeth and take a shower mm-hmm. every once in a while at least. It's the same we can do for our mental health. Um, ultimately, all of us do it. Uh, very often unknowingly that we do it. For instance, um, listening to music is uh, a very good practice of mm. 
like releasing your emotions. And then you don't have to do it in public. You can do it in private. There are many things, many very simple techniques that all of us possess, but very often we are not aware of them. Because if we wouldn't, then we would simply go mad. And and, and yeah. Let, let me stop right there. So how is listening to music emotional hygiene? Well, it's not perhaps exactly emotional hygiene, but it can mm-hmm. be a vent for you. You can vent by listening to music. So if venting is um, helping you to manage your emotions better, then we can put that in the category of emotional hygiene. Still, like mental health is something that is has been um, avoided mm. for decades right. in conversations or anything, because uh, you know I'm uh, I'm a child of old parents and. Uh, they would never speak of this, none, uh, neither my family nor friends. And um, what can I say? It's um, it's a difficult subject. People just want to avoid that because, you know, they say you're mad or like, what the hell? But ultimately, I believe that mm, it's something that can be managed the same way like our body. Like I said before, for instance, I know you're a runner. Right, mm-hmm. and running, for instance, is a very, very mm, uh, natural tranquilizer. If you think about it, because after running, you get dopamine hit, mm-hmm. right? And at some point, people get so hooked up on running, which is a very, very positive drug, I would say, if I can call it like that. Uh, that it's a that's, for instance, part of your emotional hygiene, whether you know it or not. Yeah, I, I often associate my, w- when I'm running or if I'm cycling, as sort of my meditation. Oh, uh, we're getting into a big thing, because yeah. like meditation has been repackaged recently mm. into this thing called mindfulness. And mm. okay, as long as it reaches more people, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, but ultimately, the meditation thing is something far more... Mm, complex i don't want to tell you that you're not meditating but because perhaps you are and uh very often people when they do some things automatically they go into this state of let's say not deep but meditation Mm -hmm. and and that's very 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 helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah when i said that uh let's say running is sort of like my form of meditation uh, i definitely use that term loosely because it's it's for me it's just about being able to maybe focus on a on a singular thing and let's say that's just the 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 two meters of the 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 path in the tr- in the forest that I'm running on, um, and also just sort of uh, getting rid of other distractions that might be in my head. But it, it, are, it, are those the the pillars or the guidelines of um, meditation? I have no idea. But like I, like you said, I know I feel better after it. Like my my mind feels a bit clearer. Just feel happier, more satisfied. There's that dopamine hit. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Cause, um, that's what I said before. Like you, we do many things, uh, subconsciously, let's say, mm-hmm. because we, we just have to, and, uh, some of us need it uh, more. Some of us need it less. We have different ways of coping with stress. Some of the coping mechanisms are good. There are not only bad coping mechanisms mm-hmm. like drinking or smoking or taking drugs. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
but if that works for you and you you want to you know be the club 27 uh i wouldn't say go for it but like there are good coping mechanisms like for instance running like for instance cycling like for instance uh, this may sound bad for all of you teenagers like cleaning your room mm -hmm. which sounds like i'm a very old fart but i'm mm -hmm. not that old i'm 35 and uh Uh, what I Speak, speaking of cleaning your room, like I always used to rebel uh, whenever my mom would tell me like to to make your bed, right? Because my argument was always, hey, it's it's just gonna get messed up again. Like, what's the point? Like, it's it's you know. But then I then I uh, heard this this person talking about that very subject of uh, why it's important to make your bed, and the way they they expressed it was this way. Uh, If if you had a difficult day, uh, a very complex or or maybe even negative day, um, at least you have sort of this, I don't know, reassurance that once you go back to your bed to fall asleep, you're coming back to like an organized, uh, well-made bed, and it's sort of this like stable. Sure. So there is this is at this at least one task done well. Mm -hmm. And it's not a difficult task mm -hmm. to make your bed, mm -hmm. whatever that is. If uh, we all define how we make our bed, and uh, yeah. I know that in Polish it has very, very many meanings, but uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it does in English. Why did you s decide uh, while we were in the kitchen to? Uh, how do you think we started talking on the subject of mental health? Well, because like when I entered York, I was very impressed, and then we we've met for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Let me say that out loud again. And um, you said these two words: be trustful, be trusting. And I thought like, okay, mm. in trust we trust. Mm. So um, then we started talking about. Uh, I want I wanted to tell you about leap of faith, and then mm. uh, we started talking about me having a history of mental disease. Mm. Uh, which I believe is very, very difficult for many people to speak about. And that's mm -hmm. honestly the very first time I'm doing it for a wider audience. Mm. But I actually feel very comfortable about it. I don't know if this is the place or is this you or am I just in the right place in my life to speak about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have a history of mental illness. I was diagnosed in 2006 or 2007 after an episode of depression with... Uh, And then after an episode of manic disorder with bipolarity, mm. which I guess uh, most of you listeners know, I hope, because it's uh, it's a combination of depression and mania. Okay. Yeah. So if I would like to explain that to someone who is a complete rookie, I would say, listen, we all have ups and downs. We all have better days and worse days. Sure. And that's absolutely normal. Sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you feel like shit and you can't explain that. That's okay. That's how life is. And then another day you wake up and you feel like, fuck, I can do anything. And mm. that's also good, yeah. But the thing about uh, being bipolar is that you don't have these uh, limitations in your brain that, uh, like, you go very deep into depression or you go very deep into the, the manic state, which is actually, like, very, very good feeling. Mm. And I'm, I'm not really... Uh, that mm, familiar with drugs. Uh, mm. I've been doing them in my life marijuana and hashish so it's hard for me to compare but it's a really really good feeling to be mm -hmm. in a manic state which ultimately is not good for anyone um mm -hmm. but uh, what can i say like been there done that right mm -hmm. i believe that um 
it's extremely important for people to hear and know that things like that happen, that people recover. Of course, there are people who don't. And it's important to take care of them a bit so they perhaps could recover just a bit later because um, that's at least my understanding of the situation. There were many people uh, with whom I was staying in a hospital that would probably never recover. Mm. Uh, but I don't know so far what's up with them. With some of them I'm in touch, with some of them I'm not. And mm. it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough relationship because it's a tough memory. Yeah, I, I, well, I can't imagine. I mean, th th those are complex things. Yeah. yeah, but look, I tell myself like that um, they say that if you are bipolar, it's like the disease of the great people. Mm. And I tell myself, hey, maybe that's <laughs> the greatness that's in me because I'm not very tall, so perhaps that greatness will come <laughs> in this particular uh, form, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, having... Uh, relative control of, of, of what's happening in your head and uh, over your, your emotions is uh, much, much better than, than being the tallest guy around any day. <laughs> um, you tell me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, especially right now during the pandemic, many people are talking about um, feeling isolated. Um, there's many... Um, mental health apps that are growing a lot of traction uh, over the past year. Um, I, I, I don't know how, how you feel about those and, and about that trend. Well, we had a small chat about uh, the current course of online education. Mm -hmm. And I would think of those apps as one of those products that educate people online and uh, those for me are like shoelaces. Not all people need the same ones and mm -hmm. not all people need shoelaces at all. Mm -hmm. um, but at, at the same time, it's good because it's a supply and demand. And if people need it, then other people create solutions for that. And if it, this helps anyone, I'm, I'm really feeling good about that. Mm -hmm. I simply haven't had access to those before. And uh, this forced me or helped me rebuild myself after recovering because that was the process. And I believe it's uh, something that happens to anyone in their lives that but maybe it's not so drastic as it happened to me mm. but that's okay you know been there done that and um what can i say um isolation definitely is an issue um or let's call it uh, frankly a problem mm -hmm. uh it's not a problem for me at the same time i i have to tell you that i'm uh, you know the spectrum of introverts and extroverts mm -hmm. and I, I think i belong to this third thing that just created some time ago called ambivert so i i really like social occasions but at the same time i need as much time as i spend on social occasions alone mm. not because i didn't like this or I didn't like the people because mm -hmm. you know I'm a big boy I can just leave if I don't like something right. but I just need that much time to restore myself somewhere in balance perhaps is the word and and for me you know even before pandemic I was working in a hybrid mode so before pandemic I was preparing people for pandemic I could say of course that's easy to say post factum and mm -hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I work um, remotely and face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. So for me, the concept of isolation was nothing 
uh, knew I was ready for that. I actually like isolation. I like spending time with myself. Mm. And that's something that a lot of people have to learn if they want to stay. Mm. Sane is a big word, but maybe want to stay on good terms with themselves. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, of, of um, being comfortable being by yourself, uh, I remember when I came to Poland, This so this was a while back, let's say maybe this particular story happened maybe eight years ago, but it, it was in the middle of the summer, and at the time I was living uh, sort of in this small town in Ustroń, uh, which is in Beskida Śląskie, I believe, and uh, I just had this idea thinking like, oh, I looked at a map with a bunch of hiking trails and I said, oh, I think I could walk from where I am right now, hike through the mountains to Zakopane, which is uh, sort of like the the mountain capital of Poland in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah, in the Tatra Mountains. And uh, so I think I just had like a day of, of, of planning and packing uh, and I got all my stuff and I just went out onto my hike and I think it took me four or five days of, of, of hiking and it was incredibly hot and, and stuff like that. And I remember like on the second day, my, my shoes fell apart. So I ended up doing the second half of my trip in my flip flops, which was, uh, people were just looking at me like I'm some, some crazy person. And, uh, yeah, but you know, a, a lot of people after the fact, uh, asked oh was it how how hard was it physically you know and everybody was talking about the physical aspect of it and i said yeah okay it wasn't easy physically because i was carrying a big 70 liter backpack with my tent and, and all this and, and water and stuff like that but what was most agonizing to me at that time was being alone by myself with, with thoughts from the past and and just sort of uh having doubts about decisions that i had made in the past and things Ruminating. like that. Yeah. Oh, that just tore me apart because I was just hours and hours and hours of being by myself. And this was, um, I, I don't think I had an MP3 player or anything like that with me. So it was, I was just by myself. And uh, that that was just, just terrible. But um, it just tore me apart. And I just thought like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. But by chance, just to wrap this up, a year ago, I was on a similar trip, but this was a bike trip. And uh, it was about two and a half days. But basically the whole time I was on my bike, just chugging along, chugging along. Uh, I think I only slept three hours during this bike trip. But at, at the end, of course, I had this um, satisfaction that I finished this, this trip. But what I was most happy about was the fact that I felt good throughout. Like, I didn't think about the past. I... I wasn't constantly in like self-doubt and, and sort of this misery of if I'm on the right track or not. Like I felt comfortable with myself, even when during the bike trip um, I got lost for an hour in the middle of the night in this forest. I didn't get angry at myself. It was just like, okay, let's just solve this problem. Let's let's find the right uh, route and let's just keep going because all I want to do is keep going. And uh I was so proud, in a sense, of myself at the end that I had this healthy state of mind throughout the trip. And it, it just kind of showed me of, of how much progress I've made um, over those, those years. Yeah, That's a great story. Listen, they say that if you're going through hell, keep going. Right, you know? right. Yeah, so um, 
And again, uh, probably if somebody would offer you a bike trip, a solo bike trip like this, after having this nightmare walk and flip-flops, you right. would say, like, fuck no. Right. But at the same time now, you did it yourself, and boom, you have a wonderful result. So it's like, uh, I know it's, uh, I'll probably say a lot of cliches today, but uh, wisdom comes in the most unlikeliest places, mm -hmm. and uh, you would never know. And um, there is this beautiful concept of Kensho and Satori. I don't know if you're familiar Tell with it. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So it's from um, the Buddhist philosophy. And Kensho and Satori are concepts of us knowing if we are on the right path, our s if our soul is on the right path. So Kensho is this very painful and difficult moment in our life. So for instance, when you were uh, ruminating and walking in flip-flops, mm -hmm. yeah, and that was agonizing, and it was like, oh my God, am I in a good place in my life, and so on, and I don't know what was the answer, the answers are yours. And at the same time, on the other hand, we have Satori, which is like something that comes crosses your mind. And like for instance, to me it happens most often when I'm having a shower, mm -hmm. and there is this thought that crosses my mind for instance regarding my last relationship i had this thought like man you were so busy fighting her demons you were you 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 actually allowed your demons to get you mm. and then it was like fuck it was so clear instantly you know but this comes only i think only if we strive to do something because being um idle will only make the the wall grow mm. and uh going back to the concept of yak shaving and wall shaving. yeah. So whatever you do in your life, just keep doing it. And <laughs> maybe it will be painful uh, ultimately to get to know that this was just a wrong choice, but then you will know that you will never do it again mm -hmm. or you will do it differently. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as <sighs> uh, good or right decision at the moment you're taking it. You will look at it in the perspective of time and then perhaps you will know if it was good or not so right. putting value onto something uh when doing it is just uh, like putting extra weight on yourself mm -hmm. and i believe that um the most important thing is not to stay idle and that's something that for instance depression does to you right that you're idle like there are You could be doing so many things. And I remember myself sleeping for 16 hours a day, just waking up to find out if I can go back to sleep again. But I couldn't because I was sleeping 16 hours and then I was like, you know, rolling in, in my bed and so on. So it's never easy, you know. Um, but at the same time, mm, just don't stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a... Uh Yeah, recently I talked to somebody about about this doubt and um, all that. And uh, there's this artist who I know. Uh, his name is Geoff Mc McFetridge, I believe. He, he's from he's from the states. And uh, once on his Instagram, he usually uh, posts pictures of his paintings. Uh, but once it was just this this little uh, notepad. And it just had three words on it, which was going without knowing. And uh, it just stuck with me. And I remember just, you know, copy pasting that and, and throwing it into my photo album. And I would return to it over and over. And in the beginning, I didn't know why I was so attracted to it. But um, I think it's it's basically what you were saying earlier. Like my intuition knows or, or, or deep down inside, I know that. Even when I don't know what's ahead, it's it's not beneficial to stop and, and just stay still. 
it, it's best to keep going even though I don't know what's ahead of myself to find out what is ahead. And then once I have a little bit more of uh, information or, or understanding of, of, of what's ahead, then I could make some decision or decide to cha change routes. But um, going without knowing, it's, it's a valuable thing. Absolutely. You know, uh, as funny as my sound and trust, we trust. Like, who are you supposed to trust but yourself? Mm. And this is another thing that when people start spending time with themselves, they will finally learn if they can trust themselves or not. Mm. And then when they learn they cannot, they will probably want to investigate why. Right. Uh, and that's why it's so painful because then we realize, huh, I cannot really rely on myself. And that's not the very good news when you finally understand that. And uh, trust me, I've been there. Like, and this is uh, <laughs> this is called like growing up, you know, and. Uh, it's okay, um, but like huh. we've covered so many different things at the same time, you know, mm. and it makes me think of uh, what you said about this notepad going without knowing. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it comes to mental health, uh, another thing you can do for yourself is um, investigate the concept online because there are plenty of solutions. Find yours. I'm not going to give you some best practices because just because something works for me doesn't mean it will work for you mm -hmm. your job is to think about it mm -hmm. if i can say something to the audience think about it and if this stays with you long enough probably you will do something about it if not hopefully your life's so good you don't have to mm -hmm. and that's great but then if you start to think about it and doing something about it do your own research. I can tell you what helps me, for instance. I always carry a notebook. It's always uh, different, especially in this digital mm -hmm. uh, era where we are, like you said, for instance, uh, like flooded with things to do and activities and our brains are running. It's called actually the monkey brain, mm. which is constantly compromising us. And we can actually very quickly stop the monkey brain and turn it into a monk brain. Mm. Uh, it's But how you do it? Like investigating yourself. Maybe it's not so fast for you or for any other person, but it's a matter of investigation. And the solutions are super simple and are very, very easy accessible for anyone. Anytime. Like now. Uh, but it's like a matter of doing something, right. going without knowing. And you would say that mm, your mind works well after you run because you have like less to focus on. Um, and yeah, it's like we're living in a digital era where, for instance, we have digital dementia. Like I, I do whatever I can to not use uh, navigation in my phone. Mm. Or I do whatever I can to not uh, ask people to send me some details just to memorize them. Mm -hmm. Because, come on, we've been doing that. I don't know how old are you, by the way. I'm a year older than you. 36. Yeah. I'm going to be 36 this year, actually. Okay. So, you know the era of pen and paper mm. and of no mobile phones. Mm -hmm. And, like, how, how? Like, we were able to memorize so many things. And we didn't need any auxiliary mental uh, products and we, we use them now constantly and we make our brain so weak that it's very easy to get um, compromised with the mental illness. Of course, mental illness can have many backgrounds. Uh, there mm -hmm. are multiple theories and uh, again, do your own research if that's interesting for you anyhow. 
Mm, but what I wanted to say is that not only digital dementia, but we are also, um, let's say, straight victims of digital overload mm. and overstimulation. That's, for instance, why I have my phone on do not disturb mode 23 hours, 59 minutes a day. Mm. So if you want to reach me first, you have to be in my phone book to even reach me. Mm. And if you are, then sure, you will call me. And most probably I will not answer. But if I won't, probably I will call you back. So why do I have to stress because of this device that was supposed to help me? Mm -hmm. Like there was this beautiful sentence said by Steve Jobs that um, a smartphone, actually he was referring to a computer first, that uh, a computer was supposed to be like a bicycle for our brain. Right, right. And that's a very, very valid statement. But how come now the computers call us to ride this fucking bicycle? Mm. Uh, because we are not aware that we are the owners of the devices, not the devices are owners of us. It's right. a simple thing. You go through settings, you turn off whatever you want, whatever you can. I go through that with all of my mentees. And it's super simple. Actually, there are plenty of YouTube videos when they teach you not only how to uh, turn it off because it's somehow self-explanatory, but uh, they will show you even what you should turn off in your devices not to be tracked too far. And uh, yeah, so it's everywhere. Like in a digital era, it's not that digital era is only bad. It's as bad as good it is. Mm. It's all about what you choose to take from it. Mm -hmm. It's tools at yeah. the end of the day. Ah, and so no, no, I would dare to disagree that these tools somehow occupy us. You know, and very often I remember myself from a few years ago when I would have, let's say, too much free time. And I would just go down this rabbit hole of uh, social media mm -hmm. to nowhere. And um, it's very easy to get addicted if you think about it, we all have addictions mm -hmm. and um, social media is another coping mechanism that can be very healthy and can be very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all a matter of choice what you choose to follow. Right. Do you choose to follow uh, naked boys or naked girls, which is okay, everybody likes to look at this, or maybe you want to follow some interesting people with interesting quotes. It's all about the balance, I guess, between choices. Mm. Yeah, balancing those choices. Uh, it, it's it's sort of like this. Um, it's like a diet in a sense, also, right? Because it, it's it's about. Um, yeah. So there's this one more thing I wanted to mm -hmm. add in context of pandemics that um, it's uh, what I've done at the very beginning of pandemics because I was like truly checking everything every day a few times. I mm -hmm. told myself, no, 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 no. If there is one thing you can do, is like work on your mindset. So I ordered myself to have a digital detox. Mm -hmm. I stopped checking information about this. Of course, I was checking up on my relatives and the people I care about uh, because, well, the, the threat at least seems relevant. Right. And uh, I, I think that in five years, we will really know what hap what's happening now. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, I think I lost the point here, but what I wanted to say is that, mm, yeah, it's, it's the same thing I spoke, I have spoken before, that we are overwhelmed with information and we just don't have to. There are so many things we can stop doing to help our mental health. Mm -hmm. It's not even about doing something, about doing something a bit less. 
can you uh can we get back to the sort of the very beginning when you talked about um maybe habits behaviors which are sort of um that that mental hygiene that we talked about so so for for some people sports can be one for some it could be uh music music uh reducing your access to to social media and, and and to notifications and things like that to notifications yeah because it's not that i'm not using social media i mm. am but then when i'm using it and i have my screen time at the end of the week i have to take full responsibility it's not that the notification called me into a social media app no mm. it's like okay adam you've been using that perhaps a bit too much and then think huh, was there any value there like right. okay yes no then um so what I recommend to everyone, everyone, and now it's a huge hype and everybody is reselling a very simple thing, mm. which is called a cold shower. Mm. And uh, it's actually, it doesn't have to be a cold shower. If you know that you have a rough day ahead, you start, if you take a shower in the morning, of course, because perhaps you don't, I do. Uh, you start a day with a regular shower, a warm one, um, but you end with as cold as possible you can take for a few seconds. Mm. Why? Because if you're taking a hot shower or a hot bath, you're making your nervous system lazy. Mm. So what you can do is you can just harden a bit your nervous system by taking a bit colder shower than usual. And again, it's accessible to everyone. It's no secret knowledge. It's nothing really groundbreaking. It's mm -hmm. all here. But it seems that we are so far-sighted into future and into technology and, and all comfort. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and comfort. That just simply discomforting yourself for 30 seconds in the morning with a cold shower can have a spectacular impact on your performance during the day because mm -hmm. your nervous system is simply ready. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh Adam, um, I'm really thankful that we had this opportunity to talk today. Uh, and now I kind of feel conflicted. Uh, would you like people to perhaps contact you, people who are listening to the podcast? Or sure, why not? Yeah, uh, so, so how can they reach you? Uh, I've started um, a website that is not working yet, but it will. And it's uh, basically you can find me all over internet through um, few letters, D-M-C-S-L-K. Uh, for all, all of you who will find out what's that, uh, I'll prepare something fun. Uh, so it's DMCSLK, and that's how you can find me in most social platforms, on most social platforms. Okay, we'll, we'll include that in this um, podcast uh, description. And uh, Adam, this has been a really delightful, first of all, seeing you today. Likewise. Uh, for, uh, it, it's been a joy showing you around Yolk and... Uh, uh, also getting some of your feedback uh, on our space and uh, this this spontaneous uh, recording of this podcast and particularly on on this incredibly um, meaningful topic uh, is a good good thing and uh, tomorrow I, I might give that cold shower a try yeah and uh, only if you feel that you can <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I, I do like my warm showers. But remember, it doesn't have to be a completely cold shower. Yeah. You just take a regular shower and then you start decreasing temperature to as low uh -huh. as you can take. It doesn't have to be, you know, cold, super cold. It's so about stimulating your nervous system. All right. H how about this as a compromise? I I'll do my regular hot shower, but I'll bring like three 
ice cubes into the shower. Well, it's not about you are <laughs> taking a compromise with me. You're doing like you're actually already starting to cheat on yourself. <laughs> but that's okay, you know, been there, done that. We all do that. It happens to me as well. Right. So, so that's okay. Remember uh, that ultimately it's you and your intuition. Right. Once again, thanks. Uh, thanks again, Adam, for for being here. Thank you very much. All right. This has been uh, Yolk's Accidental Podcast from Yolk Coworking in Krakow. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Mihao and Adam. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. Good choice.